Welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. The crossroads where culture, lifestyle, and community meet. All hosted by the legendary New York radio TV personality and proud Harlem American, G. Keith Alexander. Yes, that is me. How you doing? How are you? Welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. It's a wonderful day. Don't forget to go out and vote. <laughs> Hey, but I, I want to tell you, we're going to have a great show today uh, because we have Miss Phyllis Yvonne Stickney, and she has longevity and staying power in the industry. Phyllis began her education at the University of Delaware, where she became an associate in the theater department. She was soon called to New York City, where she continued her studies at the Institute of New Cinema Artists, but Hollywood would soon take note of this dynamic performer. A decorated actress, director, author, producer, community activist, motivational speaker, and much more than that, Phyllis (laughs) is best known and respected for her work in film, stage, television, and comedy. A diverse and acclaimed actress, Phyllis has an unmatchable range from an articulate attorney to a feisty comedy club diva to a Jamaican mother of class and status to one of the most intelligently hilarious comic talents recognized. Please welcome the lady who has been in New Jack City, Die Hard with a Vengeance, How Stella Got Her Groove Back, The Inkwell, What Love's Got to Do With It, and Malcolm X. Please welcome, uh, what's your name again? Um, Phyllis Yvonne Stickney. That's Hi, right. Vicky. Welcome. How you doing? So nice to have you. I'm I mean, so this great. is all. This is almost like old times. I know they don't know about us. <laughs> they don't know about us, Jiki. That's true. Wow, that, Mr. Captain. Good morning, Jiki. The world's yes. greatest morning show. That's right. They don't yeah, know that we, that we used to be together every morning for about nine morning. months. Yes, we did a yeah. show called The World's Greatest Morning Show with G. Keith Alexander, and uh, we'd have to travel to Brooklyn every morning. Sometimes it'd be snow yeah. on the ground, and we'd get there yeah. at uh, 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. And, but we did a great show, I must say. Uh, we did a great show. Amazing. And we introduced HD Platform to the Caribbean because it was uh, right. a Caribbean, uh, one Caribbean radio. And uh, because of G. Keith Alexander, I was able to try my, you know, uh, exercise uh, my, my talents, if you will, or my skills as a radio uh, personality or co-host with the captain. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And we also, <laughs> we, we, we must give credit to Kevin. Kevin. Kevin was with us Kevin, as well. Kevin and Campalia. It was yes, Kevin, Campalia, Kempa- you and I. That's right. That's right. It was great. It was fun being with you because you are the empress of entertainment. That's right. I'm not the queen of comedy. I'm not the hoe of ha-ha. I am the empress <laughs> of entertainment. That's right. I had to get that's my title. Right. That's right. So uh, what's going on with you in your life today? Well, you know, the, the interesting thing, and so I want to just be honest with the viewers, I had to come and get my ballot, because this election, like all elections, but this one probably has a little bit more heightened importance to me 
um, and, and perhaps others. So I had not received my ballot, so I came to DMV to make sure that I was registered, to make sure that I could get my ballot so that I will be able to vote in this election. So, <laughs> and so that's so, why I'm in my car. I'm actually waiting for them to get me my paperwork together. So <laughs> I had to bring you a I couldn't say no. I couldn't cancel. And they gave me the appointment at the last minute. So you're here with well, me uh, at the DMV. Well, that, that's so great. I've never done a radio show with anyone in the car before. So I've uh, never done one either. So this will be the first for both of us. Yes, it will be. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, oh, what, right. but so what's happening? Well, uh, that's what I want to find out from you. I mean, uh, I, I understand you've got something great happening on the 29th. Uh, it's, uh-huh. it's called, it's called I'm doing my Zoom. first Zoom room uh, speakeasy quarantine comedy. It's, I'm going to do a quarantine comedy series. And, uh, and we're going to have it available to people on Zoom, which really allows people from all over that are not just local to come and see the show. So on October 29th, it's mm-hmm. going to be 8 o'clock in your market. It's, mm-hmm. uh, of course, 7 o'clock in Central and uh, 6 o'clock in Pacific. And what mm-hmm. we're going to do is we're going to have the first hour. It's going to be a silent auction. For those who buy VIP tickets, they'll be able to bid on some of my memorabilia poster from New Jack City, posters from some of the shows that I've done over the years, uh, some pens and some special things that have come along or, or, or a T-shirt from a tour that I did. So uh, that'll be the first uh, 45 minutes to an hour. And then I'll hit the stage doing my quarantine comedy for an hour. And then those <laughs> who are VIP will be able to join me in an after session where they get to answer or ask questions of me and have a personal uh, exchange. Well, you know, so that's, uh, that's on wonderful. Well, that's wonderful. I'm sure it's going to be a great uh, performance because I have personally witnessed your comedy routines. I mean, I've, I've uh, on several occasions introduced you over at the Sugar Bar, Val- Valerie Simpson's and, and Nick Ashford's Sugar Bar, where you've uh, performed and I brought you up on stage and uh, you, you rocked the house. I mean, you know, so I'm sure that this is going to also be a very funny, funny engagement. Well, this has been an interesting time for all of us in the world. And so for me, I think, you know, laughter is the best medicine. It really is because as you're laughing, every organ in your body is being massaged. So there is some medicinal properties and values for laughter. But just because we've been under such stressful conditions, because we've had such uh, horrific things happen to us as a nation, and some of us, you know, as our families we've lost, things have changed. And so it's my opportunity to come back and share and just give my flip side on uh, what's happening in the world and what's happening in my life, you know, just uh, I'm deciding, you know, and it's not coming out of the closet, it's coming out of the die. I may just come out and be my old silver fox self, but it's a <laughs> lot of things going <laughs> So um, just a lot of wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stuff that I have to talk about, um, what's been going on with me in my personal life. And, uh, and just really sharing some laughter with people that I think we all could use a good dose of laughter. 
Oh, yes, for sure. And I, I enjoyed what you just said about uh, when we laugh, every organ in our body is, is uh, all the organs are massaged. Now, now I can explain what, 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 what some of the, <laughs> now I can explain what goes on uh, down there now. Okay. It, 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 it's uh, pretty happy, pretty happy. So pretty um, happy. Pretty, every, everything gets waked up and there you go. energized and <laughs> yes. So Laughing what is the, the most recent uh, film uh, engagement you've had? Well, actually, I was on a film set when I got a wrap because of the COVID, something called Young, Wild, and Free. I was working on a film, uh, Tr- uh, Twinkie Bird, wonderful casting director out here in L.A., put me, uh, cast me in a film. We had just finished doing something called uh, 50 and 50 Women in Writing that comes out of the Billy Holiday Theater. It's our fourth year. And mm-hmm. uh, we were doing that film, and they came and said, Miss Digny, you were rapping you. And I said, well, why? And they said, well, because of the corona, we're shutting down. So that was Ooh. actually the last film that I was working on, Young, Wild, and Free. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I got a chance to work with Gabrielle City Bay, uh, who mm-hmm. we all love from Empire, on her directorial debut, something called A Tale of Four, and it was a short film that I got a chance to, pro- it was based on uh, Nina Simone's um, song. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they gave Sophronia a mother. You have Peaches, you have Sophronia, you have uh, in that song that she memorialized. So Gab- Gabby's directorial debut, I was able to portray uh, Pauline, the mother of Sophronia in that. So those are my nice. two most recent film experiences. Well, out of all the films that I listed uh, at the beginning of the, of the show, which is your favorite? You know, I don't know that I have a favorite film that I've actually worked on. Each one brought something specific and special. Um, I love to work, so it's like, was I working? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> but um, in terms of, I guess, because of, let's see, um, New Jack City, because I, I went and gorillaed my role. <laughs> you did. I was actually supposed to play the role of Pookie, the Chris Rock. See, oh, really? See, the backstory is, yes. And you weren't going to know that Pookie was female until the, the, where she falls off the bike. And that's when it was going to be revealed that Pookie was a girl. So when I found out from one of my uh, neighbors that there was a film crew in Harlem on 145th Street, I lived on 104th Street, and then I found out it was New Jack City. Well, Preston Holmes, Doug, uh, J- uh, uh, Doug McHenry, and George Jackson, rest his soul, can tell you that Miss Tickney with her crew came over on the set and said, uh, excuse me, uh, I know you're not doing a film in Harlem, and I'm not in it, in it uh, so what's my role? Mm. And that's how I became the prosecuting attorney. Because oh, I really? went and called them on it. Oh, no, 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 no. Pookie from me and not put me in it at all? <laughs> 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 so that's how I got the DA, Ms. Hawkins. Yeah, but I, so I love that because of, uh, I was able to uh, make it happen. Um, the one I guess that is really exciting to me is uh, the Inkwell because it was uh, a tribute to my father. He just transitioned and, and there was so much in the film, how I, my posture was, how my father always sat. Uh, so, so much of that film was very personal to me because I got to dress the set. I got to use my own uh, um, props. And, and so I think 
each one has a specialness. Uh, what love got to do with it uh, was, ex- was special because I got a chance to work with some amazing people. Angela Bassett was awesome. Uh, I got a chance to work with my friend, uh, Lawrence Fish- Fishburne. Got to meet Chai, uh, uh, Chai McBride. And I think um, each one has a specialness. So I don't know that I can say I have a favorite. I love them all. And, and you played the, the 911 uh, operator yes, in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Uh, it was my favorite I, line, and I'm going to marry Donald Trump. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew, that's, huh? That's why I had to come up here. I, 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 listen, if I, if I have to walk y'all in when they call my number, don't be mad. My assistant's out there holding the line. I was like, there's no way I'm going to miss this. And my ballot had not come in the mail. So the only thing mm. I knew to do if I would go renew my license, because I just had a birthday, my special day was October 1st. Oh, so happy it, belated it, birthday. It, uh, it expired. So I had to come. So I said, let me do that to make sure that I am registered to vote. And then I just got a text earlier that the ballot is in the mail. So when I leave here, thank God, I will have my license renewed. But I'll also go and get my ballot. And I will vote. And you know it's important to vote. Oh, Not just in these, but the primaries are important because that's where the laws are changed. We see what's happening right now uh, with the with the uh, Supreme Court. We see all these things that are happening, and nobody's in jail yet. No one's uh, been arrested for treason. I mean, there is a time that this could not go down like this. There are some things that have been done, and so we have to be become very. Uh, involved, but we also have to not just vote in the presidential elections. We got to vote for our assembly people and our council people and our senators and our congressmen, where the laws are changed, because that's where we got to be really mobile in getting these laws changed. And if we don't understand that, we need to be re-educated, because the dumbing down of America is apparent in a lot of ways, and we don't want to be the dummies. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, were you active uh, during the uh, Black Lives uh, peaceful protest marches? You know, in, out here, it was literally right on Fairfax. Uh, we were right there in the middle of it. The helicopters were over our building, and we were so we were right in the middle of it. And I just want to say that sometimes even the Black Lives Matter Things like that. We, we get very involved in things, and sometimes we have to follow the money and see who's behind that. There's some very interesting uh, financial supporters of that that could be a little interesting. So uh, Mr. Soros, I think, is a person who is uh, funding that, and he's not necessarily someone that we, people of color or people who have uh, uh, you know, or, or immigrants and come here, we, we just might want to follow that where the where who's funding black lives matter and where the money comes from might give us an indication of ultimately uh uh what their platform might be but any organization that is talking about positive but at the at the base of it we have to always follow the dollar uh follow the dollar black lives matter as i found out is 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 supported by some very interesting people some interesting money and so I'm looking for that. I'm, I'm doing a little bit more research, let me put it that way. Um, but I support all organizations or any organization that is truly doing the work. Well, let me say this, because we've only got about uh, less than two minutes left, maybe a minute, uh, and then we're going to go to break. The way I see it is, 
there may be a Black Lives Matter organization and there may be money funded into that, but that wasn't what Black Lives Matter, the people that who were out in the street, the people who were protesting peacefully, that was a different uh, 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 idea, a, a different uh, a movement. Those, those people, we didn't know anything about what goes on at, administratively at Black Lives, the organization. Black Lives Matter was, hey, we want to change uh, what's happening with the uh, police uh, killing our, our, our people. Our so, people. We, Rent. Yeah. so we've got uh, less than uh, 30 minutes, and I just want to say, uh, Phyllis, uh, this is really a, a joy being with you, even though you're in the car and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and I'm here. But we're, we're going to take this break, and we'll be right back. Don't forget, you're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander, uh, and uh, I love you for it. Harlem, Harlem, America. It's about Harlem. Harlem is my town. Where Chase is advancing Black Pathways. They're afraid of me when I jog. They're afraid of me when I drive. They're afraid of me. They're afraid of me. They're afraid of us when we kneel. But they're even more afraid. But they're even more afraid. But they're even more afraid when we own our own businesses. When we build. When we support each other. When we vote. When we vote. When we vote. If black men vote at the rate we did in 2012, we could change the election. Defend. Defend. Defend the black vote. For more information, go to defendtheblackvote.org. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not not for the faint of heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. You're listening to Harlem America, talking to the world from the heart and soul of New York. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Well, thank you so very, very much. Uh, Phyllis, you are a Harlem native resident i mean you walk down the street in harlem and everyone you know they they know you they speak hey sister and you know how long have you been such a big deal in harlem wow that's an interesting question i moved to harlem in 1981 and i moved into a building that was burned out largely but because I'd been sleeping on floors and in between residences, this was like the Taj Mahal to me because it was four bedrooms and amazing. But I had to go through it. So in 1981 is when my love affair with Harlem started. And because of my love for that building and how I think I worked, even before I'd done any film, people of Harlem 
embraced me because they knew how much I loved Harlem. And uh, then when I began to work in theater first and film and television, I always talked about Harlem and I always had an embrace for Harlem. So my love affair with Harlem has been almost, well, since the 80s, it's just under 40 years. And um, it's a little different for me now because of the gentrification and how it changed so much. Mm-hmm. Swallow hard, swallow hard, swallow harder. <laughs> swallow harder, just one more time. <laughs> um, because we were, <laughs> we were no longer able to play our drums in, 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 in Mount Morris Park. We were no longer able to just live life in the way that we did prior to um, FDB. No, it's Frederick Douglass Jr. Boulevard. Give it its full value. So, um, and I know it's, 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 it's lovelier, but it's different. The rhythm, the energy is different. It's changed. And so now I, um, uh, <laughs> now I'm just, I don't say my love affair is over, but it's changed. Um, I was in one of my favorite stores and I saw one of my, uh, as my, my students would call her, Becky came and said, can I have my, um, can I have my regular? And I looked, I was like, okay, well, when does she get a regular? How does she have a regular? When does that happen? <laughs> so, um, I just remember my love of it, my love for it, and I loved it, and it loved me back. So that's my Harlem. Having won uh, first place at the Apollo before there was a showtime at the Apollo, um, I, there's so much richness for me in Harlem, so much so many memories. Um, um, some of them are, are no longer there. And so Paris, I understand, is no longer uh, there. Some of the old jaunts, uh, I remember when it was the Baby Grand. I remember when, when it was uh, Small's Paradise. Uh, I remember. So I have memories of Harlem that are, that are no longer there. Uh, my love affairs for them is still there, but it's changed some. I see. Well, let's talk about your involvement with new federal theater. Wow, Woody King. Woody King gave us an opportunity back in the day. One of the first plays I did uh, in the legitimate, quote-unquote, legitimate theater was um, Woody King. Um, and I played a waitress in the 1940s. I'm trying to remember the name of the, of the play. Um, new federal theater, like new heritage theater, it's really the New Heritage Theater that gave birth to me as an artist in Harlem. Uh, Roger Furman, under his tutelage, I was able to perform uh, the lead in plays that I probably would not have had the opportunity if I'd been in other theaters. But because of the Harlem theater community embracing of me, because of Roger Furman and the New Heritage Theater, I was able to study, uh, do OJT. That's where I met Ossie Davis and Ruby D the late and amazing Ossie and Ruby who did everything possible that they could for the theater and, and, and were amazing leaders uh, in the theater and, and amazing examples for me. I met Bea Richards there. I met uh, uh, Roger Mosley there. This man was a, a, a genius and he knew Diana Sands and when he told me that I reminded him of her in moments that I was on stage, um, it was under this man's brilliant tutelage and his vision he was able to attract the New York Times and reviewers from downtown up to Harlem before Clinton and Starbucks came. I'm just saying. 
This is before Clinton and Starbucks came. So Roger was uh, a force to be reckoned with, but he definitely knew theater, and he was able to produce things that attracted, like I said, the real reviewers came up to Harlem, and that was unheard of at that time. So um, Harlem will always is always my special home. It's my it's my special artistic home. It's my spiritual home uh, because so much of my life and my understanding about the importance and role and responsibility of artistry and celebrity is a result of what I experienced and what I learned in the village of Harlem. Oh, that's beautiful. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> that's okay. I got to thank you. <laughs> that, that is great. So uh, what do you think of comedy today with uh, these younger comedians? Well, I think comedy today, I say to people, I was there when Eddie Murphy at the Paramount Theater used the B word. And my brother, Eric, my younger brother and I were sitting in the audience. And I remember I gasped and looked at him. I said, uh-oh, we're in trouble now. Mm-hmm. Before Eddie, who I love and respect for what he's done mm-hmm. in terms of his personal career and his life, you know, you know we all have our, our personal choices. But mm-hmm. what he did before Eddie, it was Richard Pryor, who we all aspired to be like. And, right. And who we... Um, wanted to emulate. Um, and because Richard to me was masterful in his ability to inhabit, uh, people from our experience. Um, but he used language and elevated it, even though it might have seen or been profane before Richard said it. When you, when you use the B word, you didn't feel like it, it is today. Uh, and I was there when uh, Eddie made it okay to be called a bee. He says, the Bush bee. And everybody then, all the younger comics, started wanting to emulate him. So it became very raunchy, very raw, and it was not always that. Uh, there's a book that a woman named Sheila Rose's, uh, Moses wrote called uh, The Last Mile. And it's about uh, conversations with Dick Gregory. I have the honor of being mentioned as his comedian. So uh, he said, because I was intelligent. And because that's what I like. I like thinking comics. I like intelligent comics. I like comics who don't use profanity to, uh, to make their show. That they are researched. They're well-read. Uh, and, um, and that's what I like. Well, you know. So you I have... think that comedy right now. Um, I like people. I love Dave, Ch- Dave Chappelle because of his of his brilliance and how he's able to um, bring our world right to us and make us laugh with and at ourselves. Um, Tiffany Haddish, I understand her uh, her trajectory, if you will. Um, I'm saddened by some of the choices that uh, some of the other comedians make because we don't have to be profane to be funny, uh, and that's one of the things that I made sure that I was throughout my comedy career is that I wanted to be uh, informative as much as I was hilarious. <laughs> I wanted my mother to be able to come to the show and people who were spiritual, quote unquote, or religious, I wanted them to be comfortable. And as a result, I've been invited to Israel and I've been all over the world doing my comedy and what I do. 
So and I think that comedy needs to raise the bar a little bit. Let's elevate the language. Let's elevate the experience. Because I'm not talking about my P or your D. Fill in the blanks. It ain't that important. Okay, but you did become well-known for a particular... Yes. Uh, <laughs> power for a, of the booty. Yeah, that's right. It. Yes. That's so tell us, tell us, how did the power of the booty come along? <laughs> the power of the booty was really uh, a true experience because some man had followed me down the block, four, five, down the street, four or five blocks, literally. And I was aware because he kept, you know, and then he got out of the car and parked and wanted to talk to me. And I asked him, why'd you follow me? And he said, you have a hot body. And I couldn't deny it. <laughs> oh, I couldn't deny it. <laughs> at that time, I danced. Dance was my first discipline. So I was dancing four or five days a week. There was, there was, everything was tight and right and standing up. Just, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and so um, that came out of that experience. You know, most of my comedy is extemporaneous. Uh, of course, over the years, there are things that I know that work now. But when I go on the stage, I pray and I go. I don't really have a script. Uh, I'm starting now to write, you know, try to make a little playlist or write something down so that I'll, what I call, I'll load the barrel so that when I get there, I pray and I'm like, God, what do I need to tell the people? What do I need to share today? Um, because it's an experience for me as well. It's a, it's a spiritual experience when I get up there on that stage because I don't know what's going to come out. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm just as surprised as you. When, the, when it, the power of the booty came, it wasn't written; it just came. Really? So I'm up there wondering what am I going to say <laughs> many times. But wow. I know that uh, you know it hasn't failed me, and I, I trust that uh, I know how to tell a story. And so when I started doing comedy, they were telling me that I wasn't a comedian because I didn't have punchlines, I didn't tell jokes, I told stories, and I told stories that were funny. And I learned the you know the rhythm, and uh, uh, and how to develop a you know to develop routine and material. I watched television, uh, so I talked about Jerry Spring. I would talk about all the things that were happening just to let them know I'm normal like the rest of you. And then I would put in my other stuff like, come on, how could Jesus be where he lived for 33 years and not wear a hat, and not be black? Come on, <laughs> let's talk about it. And so my own, you know, oh, oh, where, where did, the, where is the first man step? Where, or where did, where did Noah? Okay, let's just do the two by two, two by two by two by two. You know what? You know the story, right? Then it yes. lands a little, and it lands, and we see the land, and then the little dove comes with the leaf, and we know, oh, okay. And then they get off the boat, two by two, two elephants, two giraffes, two, you know. Okay, so if it didn't start in Africa, why don't we see the hippopotamus in Switzerland? Couldn't have been in Switzerland. So I use my humor to say things that were sometimes not as palatable or uh, were not popular. And so that was my way to have a conversation. Yeah, to start a conversation and maybe change the way you think or, you know, suspend uh, judgment with curiosity, you know, replace judgment with curiosity. Well, you know, yeah. we spent a lot of time together, as we said before, and there were some wonderful characters that you brought to radio. Uh, and, and, and I must say to people that we did not identify you that whole nine months as being Phyllis Yvonne Stickney. It was just the Empress, nope. just the right. Empress. That, that, so w what were some of the characters that you brought uh, for our audience, some of the characters that you brought to radio? <laughs> 
Well, one of the things I did, of course, darling, I was the empress for G, for G. Keith Alexander, darling. Only G. Keith would have allowed me to bring the empress. I did not want them to have Phyllis Yvonne Stickney. She was much too valuable at that time. And they were still doing things on spec. So the empress was actually born there with G. Keith Alexander. One of the people that I love doing, really, I really love doing my, 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 um, my other lady is Yolanda. Because I've really got to share something with everybody right now. You know, I'm changing my nationality. And don't judge me, please. All of you, I see you right now trying to judge me, but you cannot do it. You cannot judge me wrongly because I'm not ashamed of being an African-American, not at all. It's just that I want to get a role in film playing an African-American. And it seems I must be a Brit to do it. (laughs) There you have Yolanda. Alrighty, and then oh my God, let me say something to you right now, Poppy. Because the times I walk into the store like that every day, okay, <laughs> and the people look into my face and then telling to me I'm black person and get very upset because I know black person, I'm Dominican, twenty. <laughs> I'm Consuelo today and tomorrow, and no black person nunca, twenty. And that was a real person that, that inspired because I lived in um, Washington Heights, very, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, Latinx mm-hmm. community. And every day they would see me walking down the street like that. And the people talking to me, they asking to me, don't they do errors? Tor every day, don't they do errors? Don't they do errors? And I tell them, I'm telling to them, but they don't believe it to me. They don't believe in me. So I saw this woman one day that was really irate about something, and she actually said, look, her complexion was just like mine, and she was saying, I know black, I know black. (laughs) And I thought, wow, what kind of mindset is that? I mean, I know we got a dose of it here, but it's it's there too? Or she's, I mean, if you, how she looked just like me, you feeling me? But she said, I know black person. So I got... Yolanda, my favorite Brit, because I want mm-hmm. to get a job playing a black person, so I've got to be Yolanda to do it. Then we've got Consuela, my Latino, very, very nice like that. But my favorite today, if I can get him to come, if I got a call into her. <laughs> Mamu Hadi. Oh, my God. Ophelis from South Africa. Oh, my God. I'm so happy to see your hair. You are the key today. Very nice. Very nice. We are so happy that you are there. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a few that, you know, they, I tell people I got company when I'm by myself. Okay. Well, now, okay. <laughs> but but there's one other woman. Because we're on a Caribbean station. Oh, you- oh my. Oh, listen, 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 man. Don't start it. You hear me say? Don't start it all, GK. Because I know, I know right away what I talk about. You understand? <laughs> and for, listen, this woman here, you know she? You know this one? Hortense, let me call her. Hortense is her name because she's really, really very Jamaican. Don't play with she. Understand? I understand. Right. I understand. All right. You are Here one time. Man. She's waiting in the line. The people come three times for me right there for the line <laughs> for go get my license. I'm look on the face. Me can't go nowhere. You see me light on my face? You see me do interview? Why you want? Yes. Why you want? You, 
You are so talented. You are so talented. We're here with uh, Phyllis Yvonne Stickney on What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. We've got less than a minute, so I just want to remind you that you can stay connected with us at work, home, or on the road. And uh, remember, you can add the Harlem America Digital Network's What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander to your iPhone and iPad. All you have to do is download the official Voice America Talk Radio Network app. It's free. Tell your friends. We'll be right back in just a second or two, or maybe a little longer, but uh, you, don't you go away, okay? The home of Glasso Smart Water is Harlem, America. They're afraid of me when I jog. They're afraid of me when I drive. They're afraid of me. They're afraid of me. They're afraid of us when we kneel. But they're even more afraid. But they're even more afraid. But they're even more afraid when we own our own businesses. When we build. When we support each other. When we vote. When we vote. When we vote. If black men vote at the rate we did in 2012, we could change the election. Defend. Defend. Defend the black vote. For more information, go to defendtheblackvote.org. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something that you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business, making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint at heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. You're listening to Harlem America. I love it a lot. For entertainment. Check it out, check it out. Empowerment and health and wellness. Harlem America. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to Alexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Uh, thank you, Kimber. Uh, yes, we are here with uh, the funniest lady. I mean, this uh, if you ask me, I think she's the, the funniest lady in show business. Uh, and, and she's multi-talented. And uh, she is beautiful. Uh, and she's my friend. And uh, her name is Phyllis Yvonne Stickney. And Phyllis, so now, uh, what else would you like to discuss with us? I, mean, I want to. I just want to say, first of all, I want to say thank you to you, G. Keith. I want to say thank you to you and all those people who came before and kept it real and not ratchet. <laughs> now that's a T-shirt. I just want y'all to know that's my new T-shirt. <laughs> so I do have some things. <laughs> I have a uh, a clothing line that I've been trying to put out for a very long time, but. I should say COVID was an interesting time for me. I was able to write. I was able to refocus, reassess a lot of stuff. And so I did some writing and some, un, some dusting some, you know, off of things, some scripts that I had. So we're about to start our first under private stock studio, which is official. 
now our new company, um, we're going to be producing reality show, our first reality show, and a web series. Uh, I'm, go- I'm writing it and going to direct, uh, but we- I'll also be a producer. Um, and so we're really realizing that we have full-spectrum programming. We have everything from a talk show to a game show, uh, uh, health and wellness. Um, there's one that I decided just now talking with Ms. Um, Palmer that I'm going to do called Doing Time because I met some amazing people, uh, but, but there, there was some, something just a little different about them or, or off or something, something that I picked up. And the mm-hmm. common thread was that they all had people, that parents that had, were in prison. And so they were doing time. So we're doing, a, one of our shows is going to be called Doing Time, where we're talking to sort of a reenactment. I'm figuring out the style of it or the format. But um, we're about to do, put our footprint, if you will, put our footprint out there, put our product out there. My brother, who's also an, an, an artist and amazing writer, uh, Timothy Stickney, is a sci-fi buff, and he has written an episodic and some features that are just amazing. And so we're looking forward to uh, collaborating with some wonderful people and uh, getting these things on the airways, digitally or otherwise. Well, keep in mind that the Harlem America Digital Network, we have our radio channel and we also have our TV channel. So we can... You know, I mean, you you can always have a home with me. So anything that you want to discuss, we can talk about it and see how we can make it happen. Uh, The Harlem America Digital Network, we're the total black experience in entertainment, empowerment and health and wellness. So any, any any shows that you have that you think that might fit within that realm, entertainment, empowerment or health and wellness, we would certainly like to talk to you about it. I will definitely. Um, that's actually uh, Mr. LeBeau texting me now. Um, they're very interested because I did have a conversation with them. And so uh, my motto is not instead of, but in addition to. So I do there think that uh, th- um, I'm sure that my management is going to be reaching out to you very soon. You've always said that not instead of, but, but in, in addition, addition to. to. Yes. Yeah, that's what yeah. I, that's you know my fans. That's my cynicism. My cynicism. <laughs> I'm putting on a t-shirt. Put yeah, yeah, yeah. Not instead of, but in addition to. Because some people think it's either or. No, it's and. That's I'm right. not. Uh, what are you, an actor or a comedian? I'm both. Not instead good, of, but very, in addition very, to. Because you know they try to put us in one little box. No, I'm all of that. I'm an artist. I I design. I paint, I make jewelry, you know, whatever. It was like, they closed down this area. Okay, well, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to find a way. I'm like water. I find my own level. Don't play with me. Do not do wow. it. Well, you know, you've, I, I think I counted up about, <laughs> what, about eight films that you've done or um, wow. and 13 TV shows and uh, I've and, done and 27 th- films. I don't know how many TV shows. Some of them Jeez, I've forgotten. Crackers. But I've wow. done 27 films and at least 15 television shows. Yeah. Okay. So I, okay. Yeah. For, forgive me. My bad. I, no, I, no, I you're good. Them. You're good. You're better than Ma. You're real good. <laughs> now, and I always you, say two because I think I did two more. But I, so it's, yeah, th- between 13 and 15, you good though. You real good. Well, in, in doing my research, I, I did. Uh, see that you were also in the Inkwell. Now, w- w- did you shoot that in North Carolina? 
We did. Well, we you know did. what? Okay, so so then when I was with, uh, I, I was a cor- uh, the TV correspondent for the Ebony Jet Showcase, they sent me down to North Carolina to interview uh, Jada Pinkett uh, uh, at the Inkwell. Now, I didn't know you were there. I mean, I, 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 I didn't see you but there. But remember, you know, the weirdest thing, it's so funny that you would say that, and I have an opportunity to say this. Thank you. I, it was when my father transitioned, and so mm. I missed a lot of the back, behind-the-scenes interviews. I'm not even in the official um, cast pu- photo because I was dealing with my father's funeral. Oh, so that's okay. probably what happened. When you were there, I was gone to my dad's funeral. Wow. And, you know, uh, and while I was doing the interview with Jada, uh, it was like she was off in a distance. It was like, and so, so after I got back to New York and, and, and months later and everything, and I found out that she had hooked up with, with um, Will, uh, Will Smith, I said, well, you know, during the interview, maybe she was thinking about Will Smith. And that's why I kind of felt like she was not completely there for the interview, right. you know? But, yeah. uh, wow. Okay. That was, so, that was an interesting time. That was an inter- interesting time for Jada. She was going through a lot. Um, you know, I don't know if Tupac, you know, she was close to Tupac. It was a lot going on oh, right, because right. Jada had a social consciousness as well, always had. And mm-hmm. so I believe that a lot of that was going on during that time. Uh, but I was a little distracted because daddy was, and I was a dad, I'm a daddy's girl. So, um, it was a blessing that, um, I got a chance to do the film. Um, but yeah, I was probably away because I, I didn't make the cast and I have it, of course, in one of my, hopefully I still have it. I lost a lot of things in storage, but, um, um, the picture of, uh, the cast of Inkwell, there's one spot that I'm and and it would have, I would have been in that spot, but I didn't make the, um, so I missed you. I missed talking to you. Yes, we did. Yeah. But you have me now and you've had me ever since then. You, 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 yeah. you had me. So that's beautiful. That's beautiful. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, we're um, winding down on this wonderful uh, conversation of uh, our uh, intimacy in the uh, vehicle. Uh, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, what else I, you, you know, I look, I'm telling you, I had to do it. I had to do it. I could not. Come on. You know me. I got to keep my word. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. If I can't, that means it's a big problem, but I'm going to let you know. And that just wasn't enough time to, to turn, to say, gee, I can't do it. I got to be at the, oh, this is my favorite. This here, this is my new favorite voice right here. This one right here that I'm doing for you right now. Because of how things really? are turning around in the world and everything like that there. I need to be able to relate to everybody. You understand? So I got to take this here voice like this here and get that sucker ready. In case I got to go handle something. You understand what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Because oh, wow. everybody thinks I'm Motown, but I'm country. You understand? Don't get it twisted. So when do you plan to come back to uh, New York? I'm trying to get, you know, New York is scary uh, because you got to do two weeks quarantine. And that's what, that's mm-hmm. what I'm just waiting for things to die down. So, uh, uh, because if, if if I come to work, I, I've got to quarantine myself for two weeks. So I'm praying to God, the angels, and all the ancestors that this thing passes. It'll probably be after the election. Um, I, I just got invited to do an interview uh, with Kim Coles. She's doing podcast uh, for something on the fifth. 
And so I know I'll be here then. I'm going to run do the show in my undisclosed location on the 29th. The 29th. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, I want to just take this moment to tell everybody we're having a Zoom audience. So there are 50 tickets left. So if you are interested in a ticket, you need to send an email to us and let us know. And where you can send that email, I will give you the address right now. You can send it to stickneybiz, S-T-I-C-K-N-E-Y-B-I-Z at gmail.com or philistickney at gmail.com. Now, when I get that email, Ms. Palmer or my niece will look at it. VIP tickets are $30. That means that you get to get that pre-show and that after-show. And the general admission is $15. We couldn't make it any more affordable for you because, after all, you are going to be indulging <laughs> with the Empress. <laughs> so, wow. uh, and then there's PayPal and Cash App. It's, um, I'll send G. Keith the flyer, and, uh, and, and so he'll, you can find out from, uh, he'll have it on, his, on the website or something. But it's, I'll send called the Zoom, so it's called remember. Zoom Room Speakeasy. Zoom it's room called the Zoom Room Speakeasy. Room speakeasy. It, well, actually, it's called Stickney Speakeasy. But yeah, the Zoom Room. It's going to be in the Zoom Room. So uh, we, there are 50, I think there were 50 uh, yesterday, and I, don't, mm-hmm. I haven't checked in today, but hurry up. Philistickney at Gmail, Stickneybiz at Gmail. Send us your email address. We'll send you the link. And, uh, how, and then on the 29th, you'll be there with us and be laughing yes, and well, healing and organizing. Well, make sure you send me the flyer. I'll put it on my Facebook page, you know, because what Harlem America is about uh, also is about uh, helping small black business owners uh, get uh, amplify their fame, their fortune, and their f- followers. So you're you're a small black business. You, you have less than five hundred people uh, uh, <laughs> working, and so uh, we're here to help you to promote whatever it is you're doing. Now you you mentioned Kim Kozlo. You mentioned Kim Coles a little while ago. Now, now uh, I just Kim just texted me a couple of days ago because I'm trying to get Kim to come on and and do the show. And and she said that oh, as well, soon as I'll, I'll tell I'll tell Noni I'll tell Noni. Oh, good, good. I'll tell she, Noni she, that you're trying to reach her. Well, well, she knows I'll do I'm trying that to reach when, her when we get off. When we get off today, when I get back to the room, I'll let I'll let Noni know that you're trying to reach her. Can, should I give her the inf- your information? Yeah, well, you know, I, I sent her the information. She said that as soon as she doing, finishes what she's doing, then she'll be able to, uh, uh, and, and also. So I'll, uh, I'll, give, I'll, give, I'll give that extra little thumbs up for you. I appreciate you that. Know, I just did G. Keith. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll say, I just did G. Keith, you know. I'll put that, you know what I mean? I'll put that little extra thing on there. You know what I mean? I'll put that little extra, that little, that little extra, that extra. <laughs> I put a little extra on there. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm appreciate right that. in. And, and, and also, uh, Shirley Ralph uh, uh, just uh, sent me a, uh, a, an audio message the other day saying as soon as she oh, wraps wow. her movie. SLR. She, yeah, she, she's in Canada, and she says as soon as she wraps her, her movie, she wants to do the show with me. So uh, Harlem is coming along very nicely. And uh, so we've got three minutes left, and I just want to do this before um, we, 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 we end. 
the Greater Harlem Chamber of Commerce continues to work tireless, tirelessly through the pandemic experience in concert with our medical education, business banking, elected officials, nonprofits, and individual partners to provide much needed services. To support those most severely impacted by the pandemic, social inequalities, systemic racism, and economic challenges, the Greater Harlem Chamber of Commerce has created a GoFundMe campaign, Support Harlem Now, assisting our senior citizens, children, students, small businesses, food banks, the homeless, arts and culture, not-for-profits, and many families in need. And if you want more information, go to greaterharlemchamber.com, greaterharlemchamber.com. And so with the last two minutes, um, I just have to say that this has really, really been fun, our reconnecting like this, uh, having this, this time to talk and laugh, and, and you be so entertaining in a, in a vehicle, in a car. <laughs> so, listen, 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 let me show, listen, just because I love you, look, there's the, lo- look at that, that's where I'm, that's, look at the line. Yes. You know wow. what I mean? Yes, I'm not playing. I was not playing. I was not going to cancel anything that I said I was going to do for GK Alexander. So I'm just grateful that you were able. And I told I told Miss Palmer. She was like, "But you're going." I said, "Listen, it's GK Alexander. He knows me. He, he's he's going to roll with it. He knows I'm special. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get." It's like, Phyllis is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. You never know, right? Well, hey, Phyllis, uh, we got less than a minute, and I just want to say thank you. Good luck to you, and uh, I know you're going to vote right. And ladies and gentlemen, have a great day. Okay. Thanks for listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. We'll be back next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. in New York on the Voice America Variety Channel and the Harlem America Digital Network. Thank you for listening.